Well, boys, what are you going to sing? The squeezer was not any use. A lemon without any juice. Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. And you're listening to Boo to a Goose, a podcast about idioms, expressions, and slang. From across the pond. This is a very special episode. You know why? Because it's the other side of the pond? Oh, that's not what I was thinking. Oh. Oh. I was thinking something a, a lot more menial and pointless. Oh, sorry. It's our 31st episode, which means that uh, someone could listen to one episode every day for a month if they wanted to. It's our 31st episode on the week I turned 31. Oh, wow. Okay, that's interesting. That's a cool inky dink. Yeah, so uh, you might be listening to this episode on Annie's birthday, which is the 17th of January. Yeah. yeah. This episode won't come out on that day. It won't. And it has, there's no connection to it either. Right, so three different things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... So you brought up, um, so today we're doing Bullseye. Yes, Bullseye. The reason that we're doing Bullseye is because it came up a few episodes ago for our Pig's Ear episode. It did, yeah. And we said we were going to focus on it. And we remembered. Yeah, we remembered. Because it was a, a rare request that comes from us. Yeah, or, or from you specifically. Yeah. It was something that interested you and you, we wondered where it'd come from. Because <laughs> when we were talking about a Pig's Ear... Mm-hmm. Um, the reference a bull's eye came up, right? Yeah, well, a pig's eye. A pig's eye, and then we started talking about bull's eyes, yeah. yeah. And it's completely unrelated to pig's ear. I want to get that out of the way. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So, should we not bother doing it, or? Yeah, I don't really want to do it anymore. This right. is a short episode. <laughs> well, you might as well just tell us what you got. Okay, sure. So, um, first of all, what do you know about bull's eyes? Um, they are the center of a target, Usually red. Sure. Um, often um, in archery or darts mm-hmm. that would have a target board. Um, I guess shooting, maybe? I don't know. That's not a sport I know anything about. Um, or a violent act I know anything about. Right. Um, can't think of any other when they use bullseye. That's you're good. Okay, you, cool. You, you, don't, you don't need to. Get, I could have I'm, just. Said, I'm trying really hard. I could have just, said, just keep going. <laughs> Let's see how long this can lasts. I, can I get a mark? Yeah, we, you got a mark. You got a gold star on the board. Great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the, the bullseye. Uh. Yeah. It's it's the center of a target. Um. In in archery or darts or shooting or or what have you. Um. And uh. It, it, it's also, of course, a Marvel comic supervillain. He oh. fights Daredevil, and his power is super accuracy. He's also the horse from the Toy Story movies. I love that horse. And the dog that's the mascot for Target. I love Target. Whose logo, this is true, is called the Target Circles. Huh? Yeah, it's not called a Target. The logo isn't the Target Target. It's the Target Circles. I thought that was a Wait, joke. Wait, what do you mean? You just said the logo was the dog. Well, no, that's the mascot. Oh, oh, like, oh, a mascot. Oh. Yeah, the dog. And he's got the Target logo covering I've his eye. I've seen him. He's cute. He's, yeah, he's like a some... pit bull. Or yeah. He's cute. But, okay. Oh, yeah. And then the circle thing. Yeah. Is their logo. Right. Uh, so, but let's let's talk about why why a bull and why bull's eyes. Um, so, first of all, the term did not enter use until 1833. So, even though you see, like, Robin Hood movies, which, mm-hmm. of course, took place hundreds of years previously, uh, you maybe you've seen a Robin Hood movie where they, you know, Robin Hood or someone else hits the target right on the money and they go, bullseye. Term didn't exist yet. That's an anachronism. The term did not enter use until 1833, referring specifically to the center of a target. 
1857, it became an expression to refer to really any throw, toss, or shot that hit its target dead center. Yeah, when you mentioned Robin Hood, I didn't think of them hitting a target, but I thought about them hitting an apple on the sure. top of somebody's head. I don't know if that's from Robin Hood. That's William Tell. Oh, well, I would still think... Another English, like, legend. Oh, yeah. one I know very little about in That's comparison the, to Robin Hood. William Tell was apparently a decorated historical figure who did many things, but people remember him as the guy who put an apple on his kid's head and shot the apple. Oh, well, that's kind of a bullseye, too. And it that's is. what your second definition allows for. Yes. So, uh, in, 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 since 1857, people have used it, you know, like, when, like, if you were to say, if I were to have an idea and thinking of something, and, like, if I were to be thinking, I think it'd be really fun if we went out for waffles. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, I was like, I think I want to go out for breakfast. And you were like, ooh, do you want to get waffles? I'd be like, bullseye. You nailed it. Mm. You, land, you landed exactly on it. Well, now I want waffles. Yeah, I shouldn't have said anything. Yeah. So prior to 1833, in some archery traditions, and, and still some archery traditions to this day use it, uh, the center of the target is called the gold because it is the best thing to hit yeah. in, these, in these situations. Not in the game of darts, the way that you traditionally score darts. This is a fun fact. Did you know this about darts? Um, I am British, so I have a vague dart knowledge, but I'm often intoxicated when people talk to me about darts. Sure. Because in England, darts are played in the pub yeah. by people who've been drinking. Yeah. Shout out to the Albatross, one of the, one of the best darts bars in Berkeley, which uh, has closed as a result of the pandemic. Uh, but they had a dart, genuine darts alleys, the only place in, in uh, only bar I would ever hang out of that had those. I always thought it was a little bit um, risky, though. I mean, I guess... Most people have a general awareness about how darts can not be safe. But I always think of that point in Shaun of the Dead when they get the darts. Oh, and they're throwing them at the zombies and they get embedded in their heads and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I know that with darts, and you can correct me if I'm wrong because I haven't done research. This I is shall. my general knowledge. But the middle um, isn't the way to get the best score. Correct. This exact center of a dartboard using traditional scoring is worth 50 points. Mm. Whereas the um, the dartboard, so there's like each individual wedge is worth anywhere from 1 to 20 points depending on which wedge you land in. Um, but if you hit it on exactly the outer rim, it's doubled. And on the ring between the center and the outer rim is triple. Mm -hmm. So actually the 20, which is a few inches above the bullseye, the triple 20, that gives you 60 points. And that's actually the most desirable spot to hit on the board. But for archery, the middle is the... For archery, it's always the middle, yeah. And in most in most sports, you know, curling. I did archery as a child in a field full of sheep. And I was so paranoid about hitting the sheep instead of the archery board. Well, if video games have taught me anything, it'll cause them to uh, disappear and you get experience points. Oh, great. Yeah, so... I shouldn't have been worried. Shouldn't have worried about it. So, uh, the first term, <laughs> the first definition that I found for this term, which I think is the, the, the more obvious one, mm. it's not the one that I like the most. Um, the center of the target may have come to be called the bull's eye from the practice of English archers, who, both to develop and exhibit their skills, would attempt to shoot an arrow through the eye socket of a bull's skull. A, a, a skull, oh. not, a, not a living creature. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, one, that's incredibly cruel. Yeah. Two... That's incredibly impressive because the animal has an ability to move away from you or right. run away and you're still going to get it through that very small point. I wonder if anyone was like, do you know what, guys? This isn't enough for me. I'm going to go real. I'm going to go IRL in real life. Hit the real bill. 
in the eye. I bet that's happened, and I bet that that's how a, a person was killed <laughs> because they missed or they, or or hit them in not the right spot and just pissed them off. <laughs> or enough. you know what? Hit it in the eye because that wouldn't kill a bull. It would just infuriate it. That's true. But then it might be blinded and wouldn't know where to strike you. Yeah, it would lose its depth perception. You'd you'd and you'd hopefully have a head start. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. We're not recommending it. No. I saw... So when I was doing my research on this, I found a lot of people saying that it's because of uh, um, English longbow hunters would practice by using bull skulls. I found no... Nothing backing this up. No one saying anything about... It seems like quite a literal... Like, often when we find these um, definitions or, uh, you, you know, these phrases, mm-hmm. they don't often have such a literal translation. Well... Or meaning. That brings us to the next... Definition. Oh, okay. Which is the one that I think is a bit more fun. So, um, uh, first of all, I will say that bullseye targets were not used in ancient archery contests. Okay. They, like, the idea of a, a target was, but with the bullseye, specifically that center point, that wasn't used in ancient archery conflicts, uh, contests, excuse me, uh, as commonly thought, but it was introduced in England. The, you notice how the term bullseye didn't originate until the 19th century, the mid-19th century. Oh, so this is English in origin. It is English in origin. That's another thing I wanted to bring up. So you should have done the research for this. Oh, sorry. That's okay. There's really no way that we would have known that because, like, the term bullseye is, at this point, fairly ubiquitous in the English-speaking world. Mm. Um, and also, I don't know. I, I, we, we, you, it was your turn to do some work, Jacob. Yeah, I hadn't, yeah. Done, I hadn't done any research in a while. And also, I feel like you don't love the sports ones. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that's true. Uh, the term bullseye was originally used in connotation with rifle and handgun competition. Oh, right. Because of when it came about, the idea of a bullseye. So it wasn't, like, this idea of archers using it, like, potentially that's true. Again, I couldn't find any evidence. I found three websites all linking back to each other in, like, a vicious cycle of uh, correcting and corroborating. Well, maybe archers used it post-rifles. I guess. Like, yeah. once it had already been established and they'd been using it and shooting. But at that point, you're, like, if you need to practice on something, why wouldn't you practice on, like... If rifles and handguns existed, so did, like, pieces of paper that you could draw circles on. Like, I don't know why the use of a bolt... Oh, we gotta get a Oh, wait, I'm confused. What do you mean? So, you're saying that rifles and handguns used to practice on a bull's skull. No, what I'm saying is the legend, the thing that I said before is just Mm -hmm. legend. I couldn't find anything corroborating that Ah, story. yes. But the term bullseye didn't come about until the mid-19th century when we had handguns. Well, not handguns. Oh, okay. I thought uh, you said it came about from handguns and rifles. No, that's when it started to be used. Oh, so it doesn't make sense because we would have had the technology to not be using... Not be... Yeah. Okay. But that brings us to uh, this... Per current definition, which I believe is the accurate one. Right, okay. Um, the bullseye is about the same size as the small black spot used in these tournaments. And bullseyes are often, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're darkly colored eyes. So people might have looked at that and said, oh, it looks like a bullseye. It's about the same size because these uh, targets all were the same, you know, for... Can I just pause you right there? Yeah. How many people in an average population have looked a bull in its eye? I don't know. Anyone who's worked on a cattle ranch? Right, but surely that's not a huge amount of people. Like, I don't know. Like, who is the... Per- like, could you imagine just being with someone they're like, oh, look at that. That that looks like a well, use eye. I'd be like, what? Well, things get stupid names all the time. You know why the Academy Award statue is called an Oscar, right? Oh, it's named after some bloke called Oscar? So somebody looked at it and said, that looks like my Uncle Oscar. And people thought it was really funny, and now it's just called the Oscars. I guess it just takes one cattle farmer to, to share their... Thoughts. Yeah, stuff spreads. I don't know. I just don't it's, know how many people would know what a bull's 
I actually like if you were like, hey, describe a bull's eye to me, you know, an actual bull's viewing organ, visual uh, organ for the ocular organ. Okay, cool. I don't know. Optical. Ocular. (laughs) Okay. This is terrific audio content. (laughs) I just... (laughs) Anyway, please, please educate me on what your point was, because at this point, I just have to know. My point is, not that many people go face to face and look in a bull's eye. Not that many people would be able to describe what an actual bull's eye looks like. Like, I can barely remember what color eyes you have. So, the idea that... First of all, rude. <laughs> I'm the only person you see every day. What color are my eyes? I'm green, darkish green. Oh, damn it. Come on. Oh, okay, first of all, you're going to bring that up and make me not go, I better double check her eyes just when this comes up <laughs> immediately. <laughs> okay, the point still... I'm so still... glad we record this in the same room. <laughs> the point still stands... How would anyone... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just arguing with this. You said that you thought it was most believable, so I'm just being, you know, oppositional. So the... the That's not what I think is the most believable definition. Okay. I haven't gotten to it yet. Oh, all right. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So that that's a theory from the same place, the same source, which was, I should uh, credit my source, the Encyclopedia of Words and Phrase Origins by Robert Hendrickson, published in 1997. Mm-hmm. So if you're... Don't get mad at me. Get mad at Robert Hendrickson. He lives in New York City, and uh, I'll be posting his address on our Facebook page. So you can, go, you can go beat him up if you don't like this. Uh, but it is possible that the bullseyes take their name from a British coin. Oh, okay. Which got the nickname bullseye. Are you familiar with this coin? No. Okay. Um, it, it's. I mean, of course, it's a very old coin. It's a 19th century coin. It was five shillings. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, and people considered that it was, oh, excuse me, it was worth, oh, a crown or five shillings. A crown is five shillings. Okay. Uh, the coin is in circulation in the early 1800s about the time bullseye targets were introduced, and it would seem logical to name the target centers after flat coins than after the round eye of a bull. Mm. Yeah, that makes more sense. Right. Now, there's two reasons as to why these coins were called a bullseye. Okay. One is the one that we've already discussed. The idea they look like a bullseye. They look like a bullseye. Okay. But again, similar to why would you name a target after a bullseye? How many people see a bullseye? Here's why. This is, and I oh, think, there's an explanation. There's an explanation. One. Yeah. Okay. I think this makes a lot of sense. Uh, it was so they, this coin was so named in the late 17th century, possibly because of the one crown piece was often the bet on the outcome of a bull baiting contest. Oh, so what's bull baiting? Bull baiting, bull fighting. Making them fight? Oh. Yeah. It, they used to do bull fighting in England? At this point, I suppose. Was it human versus bull or bull versus bull? Uh, so, I didn't look up bull baiting. Sorry. Um, but I do know about bear baiting, which it was an American tradition mm. that is particularly heinous, where it was a chained up bear versus an unchained dog. Oh. And they would fight. So the the bear had limited mobility, but it was a bear. So bull baiting might have been a chained up bull versus a dog? Or something, yeah. Oh. But at any rate, the, the thing is... I kind of really want to know and also really don't want to know in equal right. measure. It is somewhat horrific, yeah. They, I mean, the same yeah. as bullfighting. Do they still do bullfighting? I don't even know. I feel like they, they do. Um. Yeah, I believe it in is Spain. still practiced in Spain. I've, yeah. I've been to... I, well, I haven't actually been to, but I've been to a place with a bullfighting ring mm-hmm. that I believe was still in operation. Mm. Um. I don't know. Maybe there's some stricter laws these days, but the last I knew, they were still practicing it. Yeah. I mean, it's not happening in England anymore. 
Oh, no. And this was, at the time, this was, I mean, you know, people needed entertainment. They didn't have, you know, Amazon Prime. (laughs) Okay, how was the first thing about entertainment that popped into my head, Nintendo, and the first thing about entertainment that popped into your head, Amazon Prime? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, seems wrong. I mean, have you watched The Boys? Have you played Super Smash Bros? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's the Amazon show that you watch? I don't even know. Um, And what color are my eyes? (laughs) (laughs) What do you watch on Amazon Prime? This is a real question. Well, we've been watching Peep Show, which is on Amazon. Peep Show. I don't know. You're just always around. I don't watch that much TV by myself. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Because you're just always there. (laughs) Yeah. I get you. Come to here we are with lockdown. So, but bull baiting, where what? So the, the 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 thing that I do know about bull baiting is it was not bull versus bull because you could bet on the bull or the human, the dog, whatever it is. I don't I don't know. Oh, okay. So you could put one on the bull's eye, in the same way that today you can put a bet on a horse's nose. That's a slang term that people use when they're, doing, when they're betting on horse races. Oh. Because when a horse wins, it wins. its nose is the first thing that crosses the line. So you're, yeah. essentially, you're essentially betting on which nose is going to cross the finish line first. So for bear baiting, you're essentially betting on... Bull baiting. Bull baiting. You're yeah. essentially baiting, betting on if the bull will have its eyes open and be alive at the end of the match? I suppose... But yeah, the, so the idea of the the so this the, so now we have, it has the target, mm. which uh, was derived from the coin, which was derived from uh, the sport, which was derived from the betting practice on the sport. So that's the whole jump, 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 jump. I buy that all the way down there. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's pretty interesting and fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, not bull baiting isn't fun, but. Yeah, they used to do a lot of, like, it's surprising how many wild animals existed in England. I mean, because of the empire, mm-hmm. they had access to all these animals that weren't, um, that didn't exist naturally in the UK. And they quite oft- often brought them over mm. and, and paraded them or used them for various different practices. Like, the Tower of London used to keep, like, a menage, what do you call it? Menagerie? Menagerie, yeah. Menagerie of animals. Like a little zoo. Yeah, yeah. Um, on site. And, like... The monkeys would, like, drink beer and <laughs> once the lion escaped. And, like, there's all these, like, crazy stories That's from cool. that time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it was uh, they, they'd bring animals in from other places and say, hey, you think this one could fight a bull? I'll bet a bullseye that it can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, or if not, they just got the local poor dog. <sighs> I don't know. I don't want to look up bull baiting. Feel free to as well. Maybe we'll post something on our Facebook page after. No, we won't. We won't do that. I don't think people need that kind of... Um, stuff on their feed. Yeah, you don't need that, that, that type of stimulation. That's true. So yeah, that's that's where, th- those are the two, I mean, the two theories as to where bullseyes came from. The obvious one, which is, oh, mm-hmm. it's because it looks like a bullseye. And this one, which I think is more fun and interesting. So, question for you. Yes. You brought up two uses of the term in popular culture today. Yeah. Uh, why is the horse in Toy Story called bullseye? Well, uh, if we think about it, um, uh, Woody is a cowboy with with a gun, and uh, he would shoot at bullseyes and targets. I don't know. I have no idea. I didn't oh. look into that. I forgot that Woody has a gun because he doesn't actually have a gun. He has holsters. Oh. I think the... Thi- That's purposeful, isn't it? It's only just hit me now. Yeah, and uh, I think that he... In Toy Story 2, when uh, we watch the show, the like puppet show that he's, mm-hmm. he's from, I think he does use his guns. But my theory is because Woody is, as we learned, a very old toy... Um, at some point between uh, him getting all the way down to Andy, the gun was lost. Oh, that's implied by him having the holder, I guess. Yeah. 
Well, I would or have said that not. it was just a decision by Pixar to not include a gun in a children's movie. Oh, yeah, that's that's the more likely thing. But then yeah. they were like, well, let's put... I mean, he says reach for the sky all the time. What does that mean? That means put your hands up, because I'm pointing a gun at you. <gasps> oh, my God, does it? I thought it just meant, like, follow your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I no, thought he... it meant, like, reach for the stars. Like, reach for the sky, reach for the stars. Like, you can do anything you want. I thought I thought Woody was. Why would a sheriff say that? Because he's motivating his town. <laughs> okay, first of all, four people live in this town. Three people. One of them's a horse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's motivating the troops against the prospector. I get, uh, reach for the sky. Reach for the sky, everybody. Let's go. I don't like your version. Oh, babe, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, what does snake in your boot mean then? That. Also has a that I don't remember, but that has like a meaning. It, it it doesn't just it doesn't strictly mean there's a snake in my boot. I like, thought it meant there was a snake in your boot. Yeah, no, but that that's like uh, somebody poisoned the water hole means somebody poisoned the water hole. That's what that means. Okay. Um. Uh, oh, or you, I just uh, you're my favorite partner. Isn't that something he says? Yeah. yeah that's just that. That's not. He's not being ironic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, what you can't see is he's doing air quotes. <laughs> this is terrible information. Jake yeah, Rudy. but no. Re- reach for the sky is like. You're under arrest. Well, Put your hands up. I don't know how happy I am about one of my favorite movies, um, including gun references. I don't know what I to I suppose tell it you. can't really be avoided. At least they avoided any racist depictions of, uh, you know. Native Americans or anything? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Native good. American genocide by cowboys. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> that's, I bet that's in the much darker first draft of Toy Story 2. <laughs> so what's Woody's roundup about? Well, first of all, Andrew Jackson's in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's Bullseye. Uh, I don't know anything about why the horse is called that. Also, or why he acts like a dog. Reference to guns, though, huh? Yeah. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. I think Jesse had guns too, or holsters. Well, Toy Story has so many positives going for it. It's bound to have one negative. Yeah. I mean, uh, Buzz Lightyear had a weapon on his arm. Oh yeah, but that was a laser, and it wasn't really real. You know, it's the difference between paintball and laser quest. I once went to a laser quest where, you know, they didn't uh, even... Uh, uh, very brief aside, um, laser quest is in the UK what laser tag is in the United States. Oh, surely our listeners would have got that. Well, laser quest sounds like, uh, <laughs> we have to go get the laser. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. So I was playing a game of laser tag and... Um, you know, the the place I did it in when I was a kid, my mom didn't like guns, so she didn't really like me participating in these kind of things. Um, but this one actually didn't give you a gun. Um, it gave you a ball. So you were running around with a little ball that had a button on top of it, and you pointed it at people. And all of the people that had played Laser Quest with guns before, and I'd never been allowed, mm-hmm. were all terrible at this. But I had never played laser tech because I'd never been allowed to before. Sure. And so I was like, this works great. And I was very good with the bull. That's so weird. Yeah. That's, that, that place absolutely exists solely because there was enough moms who were like, we don't want our kids to play with guns. And people were like, well, we want to keep doing laser tag. So hey, it's, it's a ball now. It suited m- me. Lasers, my lasers can come out of a device of any shape. So what I'm saying is that Buzz Lightyear is similar, right? He, he like, you know... He, I'm not saying he has a ball on his arm, but he, like, it's just his arm. It's, like, near from his arm. It's not an actual, like, gun. That's true. Like, we would have bullets, you know? I wonder how it'll... Because they're making a, a, a Buzz Lightyear movie. Mm. It's going to be out in, like, a year or two. Yeah, I wonder what the depictions of violence will be in that one. Yeah, is it going to be live... No, is it going to be live... Because Zorg kind of has a gun. Yeah. 
Zerg, Evil Emperor Zerg has yeah, he's got that gun that shoots the balls. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. But again, Do you think that's the like, balls have lasers? No, I think the balls are like I mean they're, they're bullets. Oh god. Isn't that I mean who oh, knows no. again, who knows how it'll be depicted when they make this movie? But we'll see. How And who knows how much of the continuity they'll throw out. They might just be like, uh, we're ignoring everything from the Toy Story movies. Zerg is now a sexy lady. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, Zerg is, uh, Zerg is Kate Blanchett. <laughs> well, in, we will... In knee-high boots. <laughs> we will have to wait and see. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, one other thing that I've been excited about lately, pop culture-wise, and this is if you are a fan of this show, and I don't need to plug it, because it's on Netflix and it has a slash B list, A list actor in it, but we've been enjoying watching History of Swear Words. We have, yeah. yeah. We like we like History of Swear Words. It's got a bunch of really funny comedians in it. I mean, it's basically this show, but like rude. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's about. I mean, you you if you pull it up on your Netflix, there's six episodes so far. I mean, when I first saw that they had a show like that, I wondered why we hadn't been picked up <laughs> right. for a Netflix show. <laughs> that was my first thought. I was like, really, they're putting this smut on TV? It would be really really great to get like Patty Harrison, and Open Mike Eagle, Goose. and Nikki Glaser yeah. to be like, why is it called Boo to a Goose? I've never said Boo to one, you know. Yeah, you could get British comedians on one side and American comedians on the other, and they could all have a funny conversation about yeah, it. Yeah, just a show about slang terms. Yeah. I think that'd be great Netflix content. Wow. We Are the Champions is a great show. I love me some infotainment. Mm-hmm. And if you are listening and you know someone at Netflix and you'd like <laughs> to plug our show. Maybe you're a Netflix. Maybe we won the lottery. Free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, this concludes. I'd say we've landed on the bullseye for this episode. Um <laughs> Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please, we love ratings and reviews and subscriptions, uh, wherever you, I guess, subscriptions to YouTube. We don't, this is, we're not on YouTube. Maybe we should be on YouTube. Um, uh, rate, ratings and reviews, five-star ratings and reviews of any kind are great. As if you listened to our episode last week, uh, someone sent in a request and we did it. And so if you do that, then we'll do it. Yep. I can't promise a timetable, but we will definitely prioritize it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, check out our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash goose and, uh, email us at podcast at gmail.com. But our favorite way to let people know about the show is... Tell your friends. Just tell your friends about the show. Yeah. Especially if you think, uh, if you have any archery or darts or target shooting friends, or, apparently, fans of the movie Toy Story. <laughs> the series. <laughs> Specifically the second one. I mean, there's no one who's not a fan of Toy Story. Yeah, Toy Story's one of the all-time greats. You want to watch all four right now? Maybe. Okay, cool. Uh, this has been another episode of Boodoo Goose. I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. Thank you so much for listening. And remember... Nobody says potato. Boo to a Goose is produced by Will Scoville as a part of the Comedio Network. Thanks to Hannah Wardle for the art and Max Abrams for the theme song, She Couldn't Say Boo to a Goose. Send any questions or comments to boo to a goose podcast at gmail.com. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. 
Hi, I'm Paco Romaine. And I'm George Chen. And we host Sup Doc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said, Sup Doc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at SupDocPodcast.